Tommy Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the T in your T-Lo, Tom Fitzgerald. And I'm here with the low in your T-Lo, Lorenzo Marquez, my lovely husband. Hello. I'm saying husband very Hello. clearly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you, <laughs> lovely husband? Oh, I'm wonderful. Very excited. Uh, we're very busy. We're getting ready for a wonderful celebration on Saturday right here. Yes, we're having a Christmas party out tomorrow. Yeah. So it's the cookie exchange that we do. Uh, we explained that already. Anyway, we're excited. Very excited. Very excited. Silver's uh, polished. Floors are buffed. I know. There's 120 chocolate orange spice crinkle cookies right. in the freezer. The place looks like a shopping One of mall. two cakes <laughs> have been baked. Yeah. The second one is happening today. And in terms of uh, what we're serving, as I just said to you before we flipped on the mics, Tomorrow, I'm basically assembling finger food. It's not going right. to be... So I'm really excited. It's uh, one of the things when we were, were planning the party this year, I said to Lorenzo, I was like, look, we go 120% for every party we ever do, but true. we're not 30 anymore. So doing that level of work and, and expecting that level of perfection requires a little bit more time because the last thing... I, I said this to you. I was like, the last thing I want is for guests to show up and I'm exhausted because right. I spent all day putting it right, together. Right. I want it all things, done yeah. tonight and then tomorrow is just a relaxing, assembling, you know, little sandwiches and stuff. Right. Anyway, that's no, us. Just moving things around. Just moving things around, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we're excited. It's, it's yeah, it, it's always a lot of fun. So literally, as soon as this podcast is done, I will be down on my hands and knees scrubbing a bathroom floor. Oh literally God. 40 minutes yeah. from now, that's what I will be uh, doing. I know. Sometimes I think about hiring someone to do all the cleaning but i just can't have but why do that when you have me and i yes and i (laughs) and i don't like strangers in my place so anyway you don't like strangers period (laughs) okay uh i don't think there's any shock or surprise as to what the topic of the week is honestly i mean we knew we were going to devote a podcast to megan and harry's um uh documentary uh the first three episodes of which dropped this week dropped yesterday but uh it actually uh, it was funny because we got so many messages on social media yesterday. Like, oh my God, when are you two talking about this? Oh my God, she mentioned her neutrals. Like, we, people kept tagging us. So it was almost like we couldn't right. get away with not doing uh, a discussion on it. For those of you who are not interested in Megan and Harry, I do kind of apologize for this. Um, but that's it's the entire podcast this week. Um, Next week, the f- final three episodes of their documentary drops, and we will devote time to those. I, I have a feeling they will be more explosive than these first three episodes, but I also promise that we will not devote an entire right. second podcast no. to this. Um, I it, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, we, we got dragged into talking about this. I don't mind talking about the two of them. I don't mind talking about the Royals because... We have very well-established opinions on the Royals. We've been writing on them for almost Mm -hmm. 15 years now. And um, I will be bluntly honest and say that, you know, our Royal-based podcast gets some of our biggest download numbers. Everybody likes to talk about them. Everybody likes to talk about them. I had a laugh. There was a um, Reddit thread that linked to our uh, Megan oh, post. Dear God. And I mean, I'm not going to run that. Why do you go there? The beauty I, I don't no, actually go, <laughs> go to Reddit and say whatever you want about me. I don't care. No, I know. Just but... don't do it in my comment section or don't tag me on social media. But you can go and have whatever conversation you want. Yeah. But I thought it was funny and I thought it was very illuminating because um, 
you know, when whenever we write about either one, either Catherine or Megan, if we write about Megan, then um, we, hate, we hate Catherine. And uh, and if we write about Cat, but it it actually goes both ways. Yeah, I know. Um, Sussex stands uh, think we hate Megan, mm-hmm. and Cambridge stands yeah, yeah. think we hate Kate. And so anyway, this this one conversation was about um, us not trashing her dress at the Ripple of Hope Awards. We said it was just okay. It's not really our style, the mm-hmm. style we would recommend. And this is more or less having to do with the fact that she's got a clear, clearly delineated st- uh, you know, set of style preferences. They're not ours, but she likes neutrals, she likes high waists, and she likes very loose-fitting clothing. So it's everything she wanted in a dress, but I didn't love the dress. We didn't love the dress. Anyway, we didn't trash the dress. So then there was this whole thing I read about how... And I just had a laugh because I was like, wow, they really cannot wrap their head around the fact that we don't hate her we don't hate any of and them. we don't love her right. we just take it as it comes and they were like oh they're just doing this for clicks and let me just say something everything you see on our site and everything we talk about on our podcast yes we do it for the money this isn't a charity this is a publication so everything we do we do because we want to get eyeballs on it that's how this business works so Having, when you say you yeah. they did it for the clicks yeah, I did it for the clicks. It's my job. Yeah, Go ahead. but having said that, we're 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 true to whatever. Yeah, I that's mean, the part they couldn't yeah. handle. They were like, "Why are they writing about them?" But they won't come down either side. Because and I'm like, "That's, that's just it." Yeah. Exactly. I don't think Megan and Harry are horrible people, but right. I also don't think they're saints, and I also no. don't think everything they do is correct. Right. I don't think um, Catherine. Well, I don't think Catherine and William are necessarily horrible people. You tend to be a little harsh on them. Because they're the ones that are going to be the king and queen of England. I get it. Yeah, You know what I mean? And actually, the documentary somewhat alludes to this, the the differences in, you know, but we'll get to that. Um, Anyway, once again, whenever we talk about, especially Meghan and Harry, we have to have this little, you know, proviso attached to the beginning of the conversation. Don't hate them. Don't necessarily think they're perfect either. I think they have a ton of legitimate grievances, and I think they have the right to air those grievances. On the other hand, I also think they're very, very attention-seeking, and this documentary did not disabuse me of that notion. Yeah, And I also think that they um, have a tendency to milk their grievances for money. Um, which is why I keep thinking, as legitimate as they are, you're going to have to need to move past this at some point. It's a, it's a very self-indulgent um, documentary. Yeah, why don't... Okay, I'm going to toss to you and just go. Tell me your well, thoughts that, on the first three yeah, episodes. Yeah, that's, that's primary how I felt about it. It was It's purely for fans. I mean, there's nothing new in terms of facts. You're not dropping anything that no. we didn't know. Um, the only interesting part, again, for the fans, is that you're showing uh, exclusive photos and, and videos that, you know, that weren't out there. Right. Uh, and that you're sharing with your fans, again, right. with your fans. So, um, very self-indulgent, I thought. Uh, it's, But it is. I mean, and they make the point all the time. Every now and then they mention, well, we wanted to... Uh, uh, Sort of like give our point of view or, or, you know, offer our point of view, or the facts. And I think that's, that's legit. I think that that's fine. I mean, that's, you should do that because, you know, you're, you're the people involved. Um, and, but still, even if you say it's the facts, even if you say it's your point of view or whatever, it's just your point of view. Right. Uh, there are other 
points of views out there that right. it, so it it doesn't make it more special or better in my view right it's 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 you presenting what you think what you want it, the reality the facts to be one of the things that i just um i couldn't help rolling my eyes at throughout the entire three hours was them talking about this is our chance to tell our story and i'm just like well you have told this story um, like several times, yeah. including once in a explosively high right, profile right. interview with Oprah. And then there have been several um, uh, high profile print interviews, especially Megan print interviews. And then, you know, Harry has appeared on a mental health documentary that he's like, there is no sense that you haven't had a chance to tell right. your story. So when you keep bringing that up as a reason to do the, this, this, um, documentary docu-series uh i don't really buy it it's like okay no this you've had your chance to tell your story right. and i can uh point out the uh, just as what you what you just said which is the reason i can say that you've had your chance to tell your story is because you're not really telling me anything i haven't already heard right, right. literally out of your mouths already right um the only thing it did it uh, let me talk about the parts of the podcast that i i mean podcast um docu-series that i actually I thought justified its existence um, and were the best parts of it. I think even though there's been a lot of, of discussion about this on his part, I think Harry is at his best when he's talking about um, the difficulties of his childhood, of mm -hmm. what he learned from his mother right. and everything. Like that's all electrifying because we've heard so much about Diana over the years, but it's very rare to hear it such an inside perspective and it's not that he dropped any bombshells about her he wasn't going to do that but um you sort of lean forward when diana's son is bluntly talking about the lessons he right, learned from right. her life like okay that is kind of fascinating well, it, because william's never going to mention right these it things. goes back to what i said about diana we we see so many photos of these people and um statements and tabloids and all that but you don't actually watch them speak Right. Uh, so that is nice to hear them talk and be together right. and talk about how they met and all that. I thought that was adorable. I think and, it's... I'm sorry, guys. And I do think they really love each other. Uh, at no least, denying no, that. No doubt. They really think they're perfect together. And, and it, it shows. It does look like that. And it is charming. They yes, are giddily yes. in love with each other. Yes. Two children in seven years into the relationship. And it is charming. It can be like a lot of people who are wildly in love. They can be a little annoying about it. Like, literally, the entire first episode of this docuseries was just them talking about dating. Right, right. And, and this is the part that I... Let me get back to the parts that I like before I start getting into... So, um, when Harry talks about, um, you know, growing up in that family, learning the lessons from his mother, you know, and, and that sort of thing, all of that's good. When they outline the... Um, the the relationship between the royal family and the press and they they explain what the royal rota is and all that stuff also good because there's these are um and, and it's an international audience especially it's an audience of americans uh, several several critics have pointed out that it felt like the show was very much pitched towards america oh absolutely <coughs> no doubt about it and it is uh, surprisingly uh, critical of Great Britain as as a country and as a culture. I'll get to that. Point. Yeah, and we're going to get to that too because I mean I'm not here to defend Great Britain, but if you're going to talk about Great Britain as a racist society from your home in America, like we're not really in a position to be making those comparisons, and I don't think you guys are either. 
Anyway, back to what I liked. What else? Uh, they briefly, far too briefly for my liking, touched on Brexit and how it is mm-hmm. a big part of why they received so much. I've always said this. Mm-hmm. I have always said when we were talking about this years ago that every time we wrote about Megan, um, there were clearly bots involved. We were getting swarmed with bots. And it was the same thing with Catherine. And not to put too fine a point on it, but when we, the people who swarm when we talked about Catherine were quite clearly white supremacists right. because you could click on their profiles on Twitter and it was all it was all MAGA stuff and white supremacy mm-hmm. stuff. They they latched on to the Windsors as, you know, old Britain, white Britain, correct Britain. Mm-hmm. And they latched on to Megan because she's not old Britain, she's not white Britain as the greatest you know, enemy on on British soil. That's so they touched on that very briefly, maybe 10 minutes in the entire three hours that I watched. And they also touched briefly on colonialism, Mm -hmm. Great Britain's involvement in the slave trade. I kind of like, I understand why these things are brought in. I think it brings value to it, but I also don't think that either one of them are really the people to be leading that conversation about uh, Great Britain's history of colonialism and racism. She's not British, and he's too entrenched in it to be the person to really give us a... You know what I mean? It it was interesting, but at the same time, it felt like two separate things. I mean, you're giving me all this stuff about England, um, you know, about race and and colonialism colonialism and all that, but you they're not really having anything to say. So it felt a little, I don't know, just sort of like an introduction. Yeah, I think Um, they were trying to sort of give you some background on why Megan was so hated. And and that's... that's, That makes sense. And And they had a couple uh, black... I was going to say that. That they had two uh, guests that I really liked, one lady and one gentleman. Uh, I can't remember the names, but they they were great. They They, were like historians and commentators. Yeah, and they had a good understanding of what, what... how things are right. in, in in England. Um, I thought that was all great. I I we don't know. This thing has been postponed so many times. We don't know how much got deleted or or they they cut out. You know, you don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we still have three more hours to go. Maybe it gets a little more intense <laughs> uh, because there are, it is. I, I believe it's going to be more focused on when they left the uh, royal family and all that. So we'll see. And the press. I mean, they're obsessed with the press. The whole thing was press, 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 press. This press. is the thing. I think people are waiting for these explosive charges to happen against the family. And so far in the first half, they have, you know, judiciously avoided saying anything. There were a couple of backhanded comments right. that I'll get to, but um, for the most part, the at least in the first half of this docuseries, they're not here to trash the family. I'm kind of, for their sake, I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed that they don't mm-hmm. trash the family in the second half. Right. Not uh, because I feel like the family doesn't deserve a little bit of trashing, but here's the thing that it always comes down to this with Meghan and Harry. They are clearly very conflicted about what they want because yes. if they really wanted to just break from the family, break from the tradition, then they wouldn't be using titles. They wouldn't be asking if their kids could have titles. Or even and they wouldn't be obsessing about. so yeah. much about yeah. their wrongs. They would have moved on. Yes. But they are... Um, like, here's... Like, Harry and Meghan are not here to tear down the monarchy. They... Harry, in particular, fully believes in the monarchy. He want, he does not want it to not exist. He wants it to exist the way he thinks it should exist. Right, or or be out of it. 
Um, I don't think Harry... In a way. I don't think Harry really wants to be out of it. I think he wants it on his own terms. He's not going to get it on his own terms. This is why I'm like, please don't trash the family for your own sakes, because you're clearly incapable of a clean break. You're clearly always going to be entrenched. So for your sakes, both Mm -hmm. on a personal and on a publicity level, on a PR, on a branding, on an image level... um, I just don't think it would be good for them to trash that family. Um, uh, 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 Americans think, fans of Meghan and Harry in America uh, assume that um, the family is unpopular, but they are not unpopular in Great Britain. They are beloved in Great Britain. I actually think the documentary did a somewhat decent job of underlining that point. There was the one guy who said that they all enjoy... Uh, approval ratings that most politicians would kill for. They usually hover in the 60% range. Um, So attacking a popular, beloved institution from outside the country, that's never going to work for you. It might get you American fans, but... um, it, you're going to get stripped of your titles at some point, uh, and I think I think it's very interesting, and and it would be interesting to know more if they had said so. But you know, they they say very little, right? Um, it would be interesting to know, like, did, did you want out mostly because of the racism, or because you couldn't take the royal? institution you know uh that would They're be kind of having it both ways on that conversation yeah, but it would be interesting to get some right. answers you know like no the racism was the primary thing or whatever you know like we could have handled the the right the, you know the traditions and and whatever the royal family has to do blah 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 but you see, know see i don't think she could handle them at all but i my feeling is that we're so focused on the racism and we should in a way i'm right, not, right, I'm, right. but we're we're forgetting the part that she talks about kind of mocking it in a way and laughing about it. That bothered you. It did bother me because, it, okay, it's not for you. Okay, you don't want it. It's not for you. But you don't have to mock it. Right. Uh, I, I'm totally, I think, I, from my point of view, I think it's interesting and, and, and um, bizarre the way the royal family is treated. Right. But I... You know, I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. Um, and it's I don't. Not our, I mean, who am I? Right. I'm an but, American. But it does feel like she she mocks it a little, and um, it's a little about like, oh, okay, you know, that's how they that have it. That scene where she talked about bowing, curtsying to the queen yes, for the first time was that was just, embarrassing. It was awkward, and actually, yeah. Harry looked awkward while she was joking about it. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like he's in it. Like he was born into right. this life as much as he can. I admire him for having the the strength and the uh, vision to critique it in the way that he has. I think that's admirable, but he's still in it. Don't don't tell me that guy, right. uh, you know, he curtsied to the queen every time he saw her. Right. He fully was in that life. And if the family had given him some of the stuff that he had wanted, he would still be Prince Harry, right. senior royal. I don't buy... You have to be very naive. Um, th- here's the thing. There's so many things. I, 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 I really had a problem with the way she was describing how things are in Britain and in, in England uh, in a dismissive sort of like judgmental way. Right. There's a way you can talk about how the difference between America and other country without having the smirk. Well, for one thing, she said uh, no one ever made an issue of her race until she went to England. And here's the thing. I'm just going to come right out and say this. There are certain aspects of this documentary where I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. A couple of things. Um, You know, this is a self-aggrandizing. It's all about them. They are in control of this documentary. So 
Uh, some of the stuff that comes out of their mouths during this documentary, I was like, well, okay, that's very self-flattering. Right. I'm not saying so much about the racist part. More like things that British, you know, oh, they're more reserved. They're, I'm a hugger, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's which, fine. Which is fine, but there are certain times she talks about how they are in a way that, I mean, she looks at the camera and gives, you know, that, that look, that right. little judgmental, a right. little like, I can't believe they're like that type of, you know, statement. Right. And then there was the moment where she, uh, I will never believe this. I will never, ever believe this, that she didn't Google Harry, that she didn't know what a walkabout oh, was, and that she didn't know how that she was supposed to curtsy to the queen. No, I I, I'm sorry. I was I, just going to say that. Yeah. Not because everybody knows these things, but everything you've told me about yourself in this documentary is that you're always prepared, that you always do the research, that you're always the girl who knows. You're the girl with the binders and the to-do list and everything like that. I don't believe that you started dating the grandson of the Queen of England and did no research except well, to look at his Instagram. So when you start telling me, sh like, why are you feeding me obvious bullshit like this? It makes right. me question everything. Right. Well, she does say that she Googled uh, walk, you know, what, what walkabout was about. And uh, so, but you didn't do the uh, curtsy part? You right. Know, like, I don't uh, believe any of that. No. And I don't believe, I mean, it, it feels so naive to me in, in a way that, oh, I was totally unprepared. I didn't know how to do anything. Okay. But since you when? Are, you claim to be prepared for everything. But you are an actress, which means that you have right. a ton of people helping you, assistant publicists, you know, blah, 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 blah. You couldn't hire someone to teach you or give you a little intro on how to behave in right. front of the queen and all that stuff. I don't I don't believe that you went there totally unprepared. Right. I mean, I can't even imagine that. Um, I mean, even a goddamn wedding, people have like dinner rehearsals. <laughs> You know, like Megan is the type of person you know, who like, yeah. would look up a menu at a restaurant before she went to the restaurant in order to pick what she was going to eat. I'm actually that type of person too. But I no, I don't believe that you yeah. do. It's not, so some of this is very self-flattering. It was um the other thing, oh my god, everybody tagged us on this one when she said when she talked about wearing neutrals all right, the time. Right. And well, I didn't want to outshine the queen. Well, sweetie, you're still wearing them number 1. Number 2, I covered you. And you wore them. First off, she only did like three engagements with the queen, where right. the queen was present. But, she does. but most of the other time, it was the two of them, or her alone. Mm -hmm. And she still. Re it's fine to say I like wearing neutrals, or even more, it's fine to say I wore neutrals because I was so afraid I was going to mm -hmm. do. Which she sort of alluded to, right, and that's right. that's what we said about her all along was that she's trying to make herself small, and it's mm -hmm. not working for her. But she gives this bullshit line about why I didn't want to outshine the queen. I'm like, that isn't it. And when you feed me bullshit like this, it's like, all right, well, I have to take the entire docuseries with a bit of a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, if it's true, what she said is it's kind of nuts when she talked about like, well, I couldn't wear this color because somebody else was already wearing that color. It's the color that somebody else wears in the family, royal family. So I had to go, can't outshine the queen so can't wear that collar so i had to rely no this is a bullshit excuse i don't know if that's true that's nuts Catherine never has a problem picking out colors it's not it's not that she didn't feel like she could she she felt insecure but bottom line is she likes neutrals it's she's been sitting in montecito making videos for the last two years and in every video she's in neutrals mm-hmm Except for when they went to the NAACP, which is in one of the episodes, and she wore that red, um, I guess it was a Carolina Herrera, because Wes Gordon walked in. I um, think so, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, she wore that red gown. But just the other day, Ripple of Hope, she wore an all-white gown with right. black shoes. The girl likes neutrals. There's no, 
You don't have to feed me a line about how you were just, you know, deferential to right, the queen. Right. You like neutrals. It's fine. I, um, I, I was hoping for more revelations, I guess. They don't have revelations. Uh, th- uh, like, it was nice that he talked about the Nazi Halloween costume. Yes. I thought that was good that he that mentioned he that, that how, in, how insane that was and how sorry he feels. And he, and he felt like he was being true. Right. Um, you know, telling the truth. But, but... How did he learn his lesson? You burst out laughing because he was like, well, I I felt really bad. So I spoke to the chief rabbi of London and then someone else. Uh, Matt. A a Holocaust survivor. uh, Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. But that right there smacks of privilege. If some college student does something racist, he doesn't get experts at his disposal. You don't have to meet these people to understand how how wrong you were. Right. Uh, Just Google it. Um, um, he can't help it, but yeah, yes, the, I know. The, the privilege drips out of him at times, and he's aware of it at sometimes, but uh, like that right there was like, you don't even realize how you right. sound but right I, now. But I did appreciate that he talks about the unconscious bias yes. and, and that how, you know, you it's pointing out to you, you identify it, and then you kind of like need to make whatever you need to do right, right. you know make it right and then uh, you learn from it i thought that was very mature of him to, to say that and it's true i mean people make mistakes you know people make mistakes uh you know i would never wear a nazi <laughs> costume no of course not but, i never made that mistake but, but uh people make mistakes and and, and it's, it's i'm great. glad he acknowledged yes it. yeah yeah he the was, thing is this scene this whole documentary seemed to be them checking off a bunch of right setting the record straight on every single thing from her father mm-hmm. to her half-sister to his Nazi uniform. Like, they were just going to check off everything. I know, but the, I felt that the documentary uh, pointed things that happened, but I wish we had heard more from them. Like, w- the, the document makes the point, which I thought was great, to mention Princess Michael of Kent and, and the bridge, right, right, right. which is great, but they but they didn't ask them. They should Because ha- they don't want a bad mouth. Right, the but they should have asked her, how did you feel about it? When, it? Since you talk so much about racism. I agree. Why can't you ask that question? How did you feel when you saw, you know, Princess Michael of Kent wearing that brooch? I mean, how did it you react? It made headlines. You're putting yeah. it in your documentary. Yes, exactly. Why are you But not- no, no questions to them. There's just mentioned what happened. Right. That's the part that bothers me about the documentary is that, okay, I know all these facts. I want to hear what they have to say it's about really, that. Um, it's really just about their love story. I mean, Which again, there was fans? in the three yeah. hours that we watched, right? There was uh, ten times the amount of time spent on their courtship as it was on on like colonialism right. or racism and great. It's really about them, and it's really about them settling scores. So Megan got to say all this nasty shit about her sister, which I don't blame her because her sister's a nasty piece of work. It's awful, yeah. Um, Megan got to set the record straight on her father, and I don't blame her for that either. Is it unseemly that you're posting the the texts that you sent to your father? Maybe a little bit, but um, and this again goes back to. Listen, I was, I don't want to say I was cringing, but from the opening scenes of the two of them speaking to their phones about how they just don't, and and they don't know what to say anymore and this and that. And I'm just, all I could think was, Kate would rather cut an arm off (laughs) than shoot a video like this and release it to the public, which does not make her a better person. I'm trying to illustrate the difference between Mm -hmm. how the royal family thinks and how Meghan and Harry think. And, And 
they don't do video little videos of themselves revealing their feelings. So right from the jump, you're doing something, regardless of whether you say anything bad about the family, you are doing something that like Charles and William right. and Catherine would find revolting. Right. It, it, watching the three hours that we did, and then there's three more hours to go, it, it, and this is not a criticism, it's just an observation. It makes sense why a lot of things did work because... Oh, yes. Uh, Ma- um, <clears throat> um, Megan is very American. And very much an actress. And very much an actress. And she behaves like American. She reacts like an American. And there's nothing wrong with that. But she was so but, ill-suited. But you can understand why that behavior, that type of, of, of reactions... Uh, Clash with with the with the family, right? Uh, and and British people in general. I mean, you we're talking. I always mention this because it is true. You're talking about two different countries, two different cultures, right? And and people will react differently. Um, and if you're not prepared, if you don't know how to act or what to do right. when when you are in a different setting, then then it's completely different than yours, your life, right? You know, um. You don't know how to behave, and people are going to judge you for it. Uh, because that's how they are. They're they're. They're, they're nasty. The royal right. family, they're nasty. They're nasty. It's a horrible institution. Yeah, and it's are. a horrible, miserable life. Miserable life. They're all miserable. And I think at some point, uh, Harry says something that, oh my God, it just nails it, the whole thing. He's like, well, I, oh, how, how Megan was treated. And then somebody uh, in the royal family said, oh, well, my wife went through this, so why why can't your wife go through the same thing, and why shouldn't she go through the same? That explains it all. I mean, these people are so miserable. They've they've they go, think that they're yeah. supposed to be miserable. Yeah, that's I mean, and the queen, and it's and very true that, that every yeah. woman who married into the family, like right. uh, Kate and Camilla and Diana and Fergie, um, Sophie Wessex is the only one that seems to have been unscathed but uh these women marry into the family and they are brutalized in the press and by the public they all were i completely acknowledge that on the other hand megan was subjected to a a different form of it because she was both american and biracial um i do like also the the point they make uh and that sometimes you forget you know about it but you forget like how the uh, press especially the british press uh they just go after everyone. They go after your families. Family oh yeah, members. yeah. They were camping they go, out. At, they go after your friends. It's they fucked ha- up. They harass. They harass her mother. They harass the friends. Her niece. The friends of the friends. The 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 family members. Yeah. And everybody. I mean, everybody gets you know attacked by these people because they want to. The they British wanna, tabloid yeah. press yeah. is revolting. It's and, absolutely horrible. Uh, maybe I think Harry and Meghan would be better streamlining their message. And just letting it be about the press. Right. But they are trying to do everything with this documentary so far. So it's about the press. It's about the history of Great Britain vis-a-vis colonialism and racism. It's about the slave trade. It's about, uh, you know, the royal family. It's about their own love story. And mm-hmm. I mean, then there are detours to, to, there's nothing wrong with this, but it is very self-aggrandizing where we basically got all of Megan's childhood and what it was like growing up as a child of divorce and as a biracial, you know, kid in, in California. And none of this is wrong, it, it, but it, this is not an examination no. of race. It's, it's fully your self-flattering, yeah. you know, portrait that you want, that you got paid a hundred million dollars to put yeah, out in the yeah. world. I don't begrudge it's, you it's, that. It's nothing new. It's right. not going to add anything to anything. Uh, I think, uh, and of course, because I think the Oprah interview, 
you the, know, all the bombshells were in yeah, that. Yeah. So this and, is stale. And and they don't want to do the same thing right. again. Um, and I'm sure that thing was cut and re-edited, re you know, this documentary now. Um, well, it's interesting that they noted in the in the uh, opening, like, Chiron title card where they said all the interviews were completed by August 2022. In other words, this was all done before the Queen died. Right. They wanted that on the record. Uh, they also put on the record that uh, Kensington and Buckingham Palace were contacted and uh, they re they were not, they chose not to respond. And then Kensington and Buckingham Palace came out yesterday and said that's not true. Which and then Netflix came out and said, yes, it is, bitches. We have proof. I know. I so, mean, they're, they're liars, man. They just they are lying. liars. God. Like I said, this is, this is why people don't can't really pin us down are we pro-megan or anti-megan and i'm like i'm neither megan was the wrong person to marry into that right, family right. number one even though she found the man of her dreams right. like here's the thing it's almost like diana marrying someone who was madly in love with her if charles was madly in love with diana it would have been the harry and megan story except charles was going to be king like Diana was ill-suited to royal life and she spent 15 right. years railing against it until she finally got out. Megan was ill-suited to royal life, tried her best for two years and then got out, which was better for her, better for her mental health. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, I know Harry wanted out and I've always said this, that uh, people think Megan is the driving factor here, but Harry, uh, and I do think the the documentary does a decent job of underlining how, um, how different Harry is from his brother. All his time right. spent in right. Botswana, right. the 10 years in the military. He, he really underlines, I am not... I right. went out there and I did the work. If you I know, made if friends you know, with black people. Right. I, 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 I traveled and, and not just for royal shit. Um, he, if you know his life, if you read a little bit about it, followed some of his life, um, you know, the stories... Uh, you can tell that he likes to travel. He likes international everything. You know, he likes to meet people from other countries. He's he's obsessed with America in a way. He and loves he is America. Also, I mean, he's um, all. I don't know how else to put this. Harry has always been. Uh, there's been an affinity, or an admiration for black people. There's uh, always okay. been that. Then I. I um, in his well, his best friend right, is right, from right. Botswana. He right, spent true. all those years in, in you know, and right. I said years ago that he had a crush on Michelle Obama. Years ago, right? Had, and uh, I'm not saying it's some weird fetish thing. I actually think it's part of the work he had been. He's been trying to do for the last two decades of, you know, un unentangling himself from mm -hmm. all of that colonialism, all that uh, all that tradition, and he literally sought out people of color. To surround him. Don't get me wrong. Harry's got a bunch mm -hmm. of white friends. He had a bunch of white girlfriends. He he went to Eton. He had a very privileged lifestyle. But when he talks about doing the work about his unconscious bias, this is all part of that. He went out and he sought out mm -hmm. people, and he did get that from his mother. His mother was you know hugging AIDS patients and stuff like that uh, long before anybody else in the family had the nerve to do that sort of thing. So I really do credit Harry with a lot. He has, for a white man, he has done the work. And in a lot of ways, he stands as a good example of how white men can do the work of, un, you know, untangling mm -hmm. their own biases and, and their blindnesses. I really do appreciate that about him. But he's so conflicted about royal life. And right. I... I this is why when the when the queen died, I was like, I'm not entirely sure that those two are completely out of it. It still remains to be seen. It's probably not likely mm -hmm. after this documentary and Harry's memoir comes out. It's probably not likely that they will ever truly return to it. Certainly, 
Um, he's not going to be William's, you know, when William ascends to the throne, Harry doesn't is not going to want to be a part of any of that. On the other hand, now that his father is king, I do feel like he's probably feeling right. the pull quite a bit. Um, well, let's, <clears throat> let's not forget that there's a book coming out, too. So, that's what I just said, yeah. yeah. So, uh, God knows what he said in the book. He's so obsessed with his grievances, with right. the, the way the family has done him wrong. Um, every I really do feel that uh, they were... And they're not a toxic combination, Meghan and Harry, but they were a specific brew of, of, of reasons why this all happened. He has been spending at least ten years looking for a way out. Even if he couldn't consciously, you know, articulate mm-hmm. that, he was always looking for a life for himself that was going to be apart from that family. Um, he never ever got over what they did to his mother. Um, there's still so much bitterness there. Um, so there's that factor. And then he marries a woman who is, was even less suited for royal life than his mother was not because she's not a good person, but because she's an American, she's an actress, she's demonstrative. She wants to hug people. She wants to tell you all about her feelings. You know what I mean? And I have, I've been covering her for 15 years. I've no fucking clue what Kate feels about anything because, and I don't say that with admiration. (laughs) I'm just saying there's the difference. (laughs) Kate turned herself into a royal doll because that is literally what is expected of her. And what she wants. I guess. Yeah. I mean, she wouldn't do it if she didn't want it. That's what she wants. And Megan could never in a million years have done that sort of thing. However, um, I don't know. I, I, you've heard me on this pod, If you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me trash the royal family as an Irish American. And so I don't have a lot of great love for them. However, um, it is what it is. And there are people, lots of people in Great Britain and Commonwealth countries who revere that family, who uphold that tradition, who want to mm-hmm. see it continue. Uh, Kate's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Kate did the job in a way very few women who marry into that family have been able to do that job. In a way, it almost is admirable because Fergie couldn't manage it, Diana couldn't manage it, and to a certain extent, Camilla can't manage it. Kate, on the other hand, perfection. She's not very right. warm, uh, and she's completely unknowable, but she does the job as it's been presented to her with utter perfection, and Megan. Absolutely not. Could never have done well, that. Well, it's very clear if if you haven't watched or read anything, if you watch the documentary, it's very clear that they fell in love and they they just they felt they both felt, which especially him, I'm surprised. That's the thing. Yeah, naive they, as they hell. both felt that. Oh, we're just gonna go with the flow, and then you know, you know, and just see what happens. Right. And that's pretty much the attitude and, right. and the vibe throughout the entire relationship, which is wrong. I mean, I always question like. Why did you go as far as get married with all that pomp and circumstance, you know, and then just drop the whole thing? I mean, it just feels weird to me uh, watching the the, uh, footage again of of her wedding, like how insane it was. And then you just let all that go. I mean, especially him. I'm talking about him. Why did you go? They wanted to make it work. I think he, I think they both wanted to make it work. Certainly, yeah, they weren't trying to blow it up. It's a little naive because she talks about, um, 
<clears throat> oh, well, <clears throat> things are getting better. Or, you know, maybe we'll get better when we get married. And I'm, I mean, no. I can't. That doesn't bother me because people yeah. are self-delusional in a lot yeah. of ways. And, <clears throat> and, and it, you can find, you can understand why she was delusional in a way. But, you know, you have to question him. All I the agree. time. I mean, he's a young guy, but, you know, you've been in, in this family your entire life. You should know that things don't change. They're never going to change. Right. You know, that's how the family is. Um, you have to adapt. So, in a way, I, I wonder if he feels guilty that he didn't offer more support. And I don't mean just emotional support, but, you know, sort of like how to be with the family. Yeah. In the family. I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I said, this is... Uh, uh, very pa packaged. It's very, you know, they're telling you what they need to tell you. Um, I, at one point, I hate to, I hate, I hope I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep my commentary balanced, but it seems like I'm criticizing her more than him. However, uh, um, when she, you talked about how dismissive she could be. And this was one of the comments that I thought I was like, mm, that's a, that's a little bullshitty where she talked about the, um, interview that they gave after the engagement and she was like oh it was just a packaged reality show and i'm like sweetie i'm sitting here watching a packaged One reality them, show yeah. right mm -hmm. now how is that any more false than what you're doing right with your multiple camera angles and everything like that uh, you can't on the one, you can't sit in your $100 million Netflix documentary and mm -hmm. complain that an interview you did was a phony. The thing is that she talks about realness. And then number one, you're an actress, you know better. You know, well, that, actresses always talk about. Yeah, but they talk about realness, but they live in a bubble of fantasy. You and know, that's the thing of, about actors. They don't know that. Of PR people and publicists creating a world right. that represents you that isn't exactly what you are. So I don't understand how you think or, or thought that it was going to be any different with the royal family. I think she trusted him. I think, I, I, I think she... I think they both went with the idea, which is so wrong, that um, things are going to get better. With, we'll figure things out as we go. And there's not none of that. There's yeah, I don't know about... I don't know. Um, but I do think they married with the best intentions, that they thought that they were going to be senior working royals. They... They thought he thought that Megan was well suited to the work, mm -hmm. um, but she's not well suited to the work because you know he fell for her, and he talked about this because they were both activists. They both right. do a lot of the same sort of activism and charity work. And for an actress, for a cable actress, she did a lot before she yeah I was she was really impressed. involved in that stuff. So he saw that and he thought, well, she's already halfway suited to the life because this is what she's going to be asked to do, but. The way an actress approaches charity work is very different from the way a royal approaches right, it. Right. And the fact that she got in trouble for referencing Me Too in her first public appearance and that sort of thing, that's not her fault. That's not a criticism of her, but it is an indication like, well, she... You can't tell an actress that she's not allowed to talk about Me Too. Like, you can't tell an American actress that she can't do that. Right. Uh, she is ill-suited for this role. Um, and... They thought that they could make changes or 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 get the institution to bend to them. And again, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. You watched the institution destroy your mother. Why do you think it has changed since then? What about it has changed since right. it destroyed your mother? Um, I think it's you a level either of delusion succumb because, to it, right? 
and do the best job you can do inside that inside that fucked up system, which is exactly what Kate has done. Um, or you probably should get the fuck out of it, which to their credit, it only took them a couple years to figure out we need to get the hell out of here. I mean, imagine if they were still trying to make it work. Imagine how many scandals there would have been, how many public meltdowns right, there would right. have been, how many lawsuits against the British press there would have been. Right. I fully support what they have done. And like I said, I I absolutely agree that they have a ton of legitimate grievances about the press, about British culture, about his family. Um, but that's that's... 15% of what this documentary is about and the rest of it is about them explaining their lives and settling scores. Um, yeah, Harry gets to explain his Nazi uniform. She gets to explain her father. She gets to explain her sister. Um, and, the, you know, whatever. But like I said, the I, we kept rolling our eyes because, well, here's a picture of us on our second date. And here's the video of me calling my friend when I thought Harry was going to propose to me. It's like they have documented... They were documenting everything from the get-go. And while I am sure that William and Kate have a lovely digital photo album somewhere, I don't think they're taking tons of selfies and videos talking about their feelings. I don't think that's the way they are, because why would any royal do that? That's just a liability in the job. But they were dating and doing all this stuff, docking pictures and behind-the-scenes stuff and everything like that. And I'm like, what was all of this for? Yeah. Uh, and who and there are a couple of times I'm like who was taking the picture in this situation? You know what I mean? Like he's right. down on one knee proposing and what sh and she took a picture of him? I understand millennials they do selfies way more. They, you know, that sort of thing. But even so, there was so much self-documentation that I was like, well, this is kind of weird for a royal like to be constantly self-documenting like this. You are Already one of the most, Harry was one of the most documented people on the planet from birth. Why? I don't know. The whole thing struck me as another indication that these are two people who uh, cannot put that shit aside. And if you cannot put that shit aside, you should not be in this system at all. Right. You need to turn yourself into a robot and have no real feelings. That's how the queen did it for 70 fucking years. Right. And that's how Kate's doing it. I don't. I don't think that makes her an admirable woman or someone I think you should emulate, but I also don't think it makes her a bad guy, Kate, I'm talking about, either. She's just doing the job as it has been presented to her to the best of her ability, and she's actually really good at it. It's a dumb job, but she's good at it. Um, Megan can't do that. And increasingly, it's like it was obvious watching this um, doc docuseries. Harry couldn't do it either. He just couldn't do no, it. No, he, he he's very different. He's been resentful since he walked behind family, that yeah. coffin. Yeah, he's just been a simmering resentment for since 1997. Right. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. The fact that he knew he's not going to be the king. Um, that why I have, right. why should I have this miserable life if if I'm not getting anything? And I don't blame him for that at no, all. No, I, I totally understand. You don't want to be Prince Andrew. You don't want to be right. Princess Margaret. You, I don't blame him for getting out of that at all. Right. Um, it, it just feels very unfortunate that these two people met. They fell in love and they didn't plan well. That's, that's my short version right. of it. <laughs> Having said that, I... Um, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, they did it for the money. And I'm like, I, I can't in good conscience criticize these two for trying to make money when, I mean, William and Charles, they did a rundown of their finances after 
the queen died and like they are both billionaires of course they, they have insane amounts of yeah. money because they own insane amounts of land um and you know harry grew up in that system what did you think he was going to get a job at target of course they're going to to make deals and try and make as much money as possible first off because that's the life he doesn't know any other life secondly this might sound like an excuse but um uh, they are paying for their own security, and their security is clearly has to be extensive. Right. Um, and that is expensive. They also can't just live in some townhouse walk-up that anybody can knock on their front door. They need an estate because, you know, I know this sounds, they have to be rich, you know, blah, 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 but they kind of do. I mean, there was no, <laughs> I don't blame them for making money. That's the thing. If we're going right. to blame that, well, should we blame any actor for a $20 million movie or, you know, whatever? Like, it doesn't bother me that they made money. It doesn't bother me that they are kind of attention seeking. Like, they like, they like this sort of life. Um, it doesn't bother it me. It just bothers that. me yes. that they think that they, if you like this life, if you like to make money, mm-hmm. live in America, and do things your way, and have a lot of attention on you, then fuck the royals and walk away. Stop, stop. Yes. Stop talking about it. Move away. Drop your titles. Honestly, just, I, just I think. Drop everything. And, I, if they were just Harry and, and Meghan Windsor, it would be. A, scratch. Yeah, I really. <clears throat> that's the only thing that I got from this documentary was. Oh my God! You two are so ill-suited for that life. You need to walk. You don't need to just. You they already walked away from it. But you need to stop talking about it and drop any. Like, why are you fighting for for titles for your kids? So he'll be Prince Archie of Montecito. Like, don't, <laughs> don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Oh, and this was the other thing. It's this whole trying to have it both ways thing. Like when when they go and visit military families and. I don't mean to sound jingoistic here, but I'm like, well, okay, why are American military personnel saluting him? Oh, really? I missed that. There was he just did Pearl Harbor. He oh, it's on their arch website. Oh, he visited on. Pearl Harbor, and I get it. Uh, Harry's uh, life in the military was very formative. It was right. it was ten years. He saw combat. Um, he has a great affinity for veterans. It's why he has the Invictus Games. All of that is very, very true. And I think you're best when you're working on an international stage. But when it's you and American soldiers, I'm like, well, there's no connection here. It's like when they had, um, it was a couple of years ago, they had uh, on, um, you know, Remembrance Day in Great Britain, Harry and Meghan went to some military cemetery in america to lay down a wreath for some canadian soldier or something like that and i'm just like you you know you have no connection to the american military so this feels weird Mm -hmm. it's one thing when prince philip or or prince william or even yourself when you were in and you visited you know british troops that makes sense but when a member of the british royal family is visiting american troops i'm like this is just weird it just you're you're trying to have it to both ways, and it's just well, that's, that's yeah. The bottom line. Here. I think they, they, you should. Uh, Megan's podcast was a great idea where she had these guests and she would talk. They would talk about you know stuff that touched her life or you know about what racism and and women being called bitches and that sort of thing. And Harry is so well with um, mental health issues and with. Um, uh, veterans with, you know, injured veterans, veterans with disabilities, that sort of thing. All of that is so, so good. You're all, you're both really good at that. But anything that smacks of royal life, you guys need to stop doing that because it looks weird. Okay. When they, the, the scene of them at the military base, 
like kind of making small talk. And I'm like, what the fuck does Megan have to say to these? She she has no connection to this. Right. She's not a military wife. It's just, it feels, and the only reason you're doing this is because this is what royal people do. They visit soldiers. Right. So, okay, you're visiting some soldiers in California and they're all acting very like formal and everything. Why? Why? Who are you? True. Um, that's the kind of stuff. And I, more, I, whether it, it was inadvertent or not, the, the overriding um, impression I got watching those three hours was, boy, they just really need to cut all ties after this. Like, get they the, do. They get do. the book out. Right. Cash those checks. And then I don't move on. blame yeah. you for making that money. You know, that's that's fine. But if you keep trying to do this pseudo royal life, you really do come off like uh, the Duke of Windsor and Wallace Simpson. You really do come off like these two people who just couldn't let go of it. Right. Let go of it. Go make more Netflix things. Go do more podcasts. Make a fuck ton of money and just stop with the royal stuff. It's You've made your point. It's not for you, and as an institution, it's absolutely worthy of critique. But right? Not not just that it, it isn't for you, but you you were also very mistreated by them. So why why would you want them? You know. Right. Um. And I and like I said, you have a a an absolute right to talk about your mistreatment. But um, after this, and after the book comes out, I really really hope they drop it. Right. Not least of which is because um, sitting in America and criticizing Great Britain for its race issues is just a little like, come the hell on. We are not this country. Anybody who lives in America or is from America is simply in no position to be criticizing another country for its racial issues. True. Um, If you want to work on if that's something you want to work on. Well, here's where you live now. Work on it here. But I mean. It's not that it's not a worthy conversation, but you're, you know, you just can't have it both ways. That's the part. Right. I agree. And that is why back during the funeral, I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're not fully out because they really can't seem Mm -hmm. to get fully out. Right. Uh, And we still have three more hours to go. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, um, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about with this? Are there any specific scenes? I don't think so. I think no, we covered I think just about everything. It. Yeah. Uh, again, we don't hate them. Uh, we just... I you thought know. the thing with the niece was completely unnecessary, and they spent way too much time on it. Uh, it it's inter- Yeah, and I totally understood... Yeah, they tried to make it sound like it was a horrible thing, but I totally understood why this niece was invited. I mean, it makes sense. But again, sense. that's that's checking things off right. because Megan was criticized for not having family member at right, family right. members. So let's spend 10 minutes talking about this, this one family member that she wanted invited. You know yeah, what I mean? It, it's a lot right. of settling scores and, and, right. and making sure that and setting the record straight. And I get why they want to do it. But I also uh, listen, I have been fully entrenched in some of those fucking crazy um, anti-Sussex social media mobs. Uh, I don't look for it, but they come after us all the time. And um, there's nothing, nothing you can say will change those people's mind. Yeah. Like, you can tell people that you wanted your niece there, but the people who think you're a bitch who, um, you know, cut off your whole family because you married, they're not going to change their minds on yeah, that. No. So, it, again, it's what we said at the top of this podcast. It All of this felt very fan-based. It felt very Taylor Swift. You know, it felt very, yeah. like, catering to a specific fan base and giving them all the hits. Totally hey, agree. That's, I mean, Netflix yeah, is going to get its money's worth. Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. But this, um, 
I having seen half of it, I just do not feel that we're going to get an extensive no, critique. I was expecting uh, them to be more candid, answer more questions no. uh, about things that we already know. Right. You know, like again, like I mentioned, the brooch and things like that. Why? I'd love to hear what you thought right. about it. Harry very briefly talked about the Panorama interview that his mother did. Right. And he said something that we said before, too, that, yes, she was manipulated into doing it, but she would have said this stuff anyway. Right. But I actually really, like, clearly your everything your mother went through was informing what you're doing now. And I feel like you're only touching on certain things. And I feel like he's only touching on them because he's got a brother and a father. And he's trying to have it both ways where he gets to tell the truth of his life, but he doesn't completely piss those people off. Right, right. So you're getting, you're always getting half of the story. You're not really getting the full thing. Which is not what the general public want, you know? Right. Uh, we, but their we fans will be very yeah. happy. Oh, the fans are going to be very happy. Um, and all right, let's leave it at that. Yeah. We would love to hear. We all, well, it's not like we have to ask you. <laughs> I mean, we just have to put up pictures of Megan and Harry and people have opinions and that's fine. Um, but we'd love to hear what you all thought of the first, first three, three hours. hours. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about the following three hours, but we'll also put in a uh, a film review or something. So right, that right. we're not. We'll have something else. We yes. Promise. Uh, But remember, we're doing it for the clicks. It's all for the clicks, people. Uh, Anyway, we'll be back next week with whatever crosses our eyes or crosses our desk. Until then, take care of yourselves. Love you. Mean it. Bye-bye.